Have you ever wondered about what kind of mindset or motivation you need to have in order to be successful at sales? Look, most salespeople are their own worst enemy. And so I want to talk about a little bit about what it is that you need to do in order to ensure success. And I would tell you that it comes down to mindset, that you as an insurance producer are either in the right mindset or you're in the wrong mindset. Your success either hinges on or will completely fail based upon whether or not you are ready to do your work. And so the question we're going to talk about and answer today is, is the mindset that you have indicative of a millionaire insurance producer? Question, yes or no? That really is the question we need to ask. That's what we're going to talk about today. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, And remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey everybody, Charles Specht here, host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer, and I'm glad that you are with us today. I want to talk about mindset, specifically with regards to the Millionaire Insurance Producer mindset. Why do I want to talk about that? Well, glad you asked, because... Over the last couple of weeks, I've been spending a lot of time creating content for something that I'm putting on. I'm actually putting on my own producer school. It's going to be kicking off, launching fairly soon, and it's going through really everything from A to Z on the entire sales process. You know, beginning even just with regards to the mindset, what types of accounts you're going to go after, what size of accounts, how are you going to prospect. You know, which ways are you going to prospect? What's your weekly calendar going to look like? What is your messaging, your scripting, your follow-up program? How do you set appointments? What do you say in an appointment? How do you uncover pain? How do you speak to emotion rather than features and benefits? How do you get you know, the insurer to willfully choose to fire their agent? How do you ask for broker of record letters? If not, how are you going to go through a quoting process? How do you put together a submission? How do you negotiate with underwriters? When to present? How to present? How to position yourself? Like There are so many different facets to the entire sales process. And so I've just spent some time really just you know going from A and B, C, D, and so forth. I'm trying to figure out what are really the main issues that either hinder or help insurance agents in their success. And so one of the first things that I want to talk about is really just giving you, I think, a little bit of an overview of seven things that I feel are important for an insurance agent to have in order to be really considered a millionaire insurance producer or on your way to creating a million dollar or more book of business. And so I refer to this as the millionaire producer mindset. Millionaire producer mindset, and it's just an overview. These are seven things. Here's the first one. Sales is both a sprint and a marathon. 
Sales is a sprint and a marathon, and your comfort zone is the enemy. Okay? You cannot create better results if you continue doing this year what you did last year. You will not get better results unless something changes. You have to continue to introduce change in the relationship that you have with your desire to prospect, with your scripts, with your process for follow-up, with your <coughs> excuse me, desire to do walk-in visits or referrals or centers of influence or networking events or you know text messaging, LinkedIn, social media. Like there has to be change involved. If there isn't any change involved in regards to what you're normally doing, that is your comfort zone, then you're going to end up having the exact same type of results you've always gotten. The only way to increase your your level of commission that you're writing, if you're doing everything in essence the same, same types of accounts, same size of accounts, and so forth, is to write more of those accounts. And that's hard to do because something has to change. And it's very difficult to just start writing significantly more accounts unless something has definitely changed. And so I just want to tell you that unless you are willing to deal and address your own comfort zone on what you are used to doing, nothing's going to change. Nothing. Now, when I come down to like making this change, it can be introducing certain technologies into the process. It can maybe be bringing in some other kind of services that the agency has to offer. It might be um, doing a completely different way in which to prospect. It might be now putting on seminars for your prospects when maybe in the past you didn't do that. It might now be increasing the geographic location of the prospects you're willing to go after because now you realize that you can sell virtually rather than having to be there physically in somebody's office location. Look, there are a lot of different things that you can do to introduce change, and I'm just telling you that your comfort zone might feel comfortable, but there's no growth that takes there takes place there. So you have to change some things in regards to what your processes are in order to actually have any kind of needle-moving activity that's going to generate more revenue for you and your agency. So sales is both a sprint and a marathon. The comfort zone is your enemy. And by sprint and a marathon, I, need to, I'm, I want you to realize that the longevity of your career is a marathon. The entire year is a marathon. Uh, the, the week, if you will, is kind of like a marathon. And there are lots of sprints that take place. Okay. You know, there are some people out there that run marathons. That's like, that's like a lot of, that's a lot of running. Like you'll never catch me running a marathon. Uh, I don't even want to run much. I used to run a lot for sports. I don't want to run anymore. Well, I'm like an old man now. I don't need to run anymore. But the thing is, is like I can knock out some sprints. I can run some, some sprints. That's not a problem. I'll run the hundred meter dash. Uh, not a problem. Uh, I'll do that. A hundred yard dash. You know, I'll run the 40, whatever it is, but not a marathon. That's hard. Marathons take a lot of time. That takes a lot of stamina. But the thing is, is that let's say, for example, you just start putting like sprint after sprint after sprint after sprint after sprint. If you added a number of those, they will eventually accumulate to a marathon. And the thing about it is that if you're trying to have success in your year to accumulate a certain amount of revenue, new business revenue for you and or your agency, it's only going to happen when you have success in a number of sprints. And the sprints might be, Definitely getting your prospecting done every single day, not allowing gaps to come into play. Like there's so many different things that are sprints that you have to actually accomplish these things and get them done in order for the marathon to take place and to take care of itself. So that's the first one. 
your entire career as an insurance agent, I really feel is is your ability to um, win at various sprints. In fact, the newer insurance producers, if you don't really figure out right now that this is all about a sprint, you're going to get fired. You're going to get a pink slip. Your hat's going to be handed to you and say, thank you very much, You know, but this isn't the right place for you. And so you have to really work on the sprint of having a millionaire insurance producer mindset. Number two, prospecting is your primary daily function. That's it. Uh, prospecting is your primary daily function. You are either doing it or you're not. And there really isn't a way in which to set appointments without prospecting. There really isn't a way in which to write business without prospecting. But man, it's, it's amazing how many um, insurance producers don't do a lot of prospecting. In fact, one of the things that I do a lot with my one-on-one coaching clients specifically is that I will have them, um, and I do this many times not with seasoned producers because they're just not going to do it. But with the newer producers, um, they will. Um, it's because they're, they don't know what they don't know yet. And it's important for us to do accountability. But I will normally have these producers at the end of every single day, send me an email and I'm the last thing that they do for business. They're send me an email. I don't want the email to be long. All I want it to tell me is like, what did you do for prospecting that day? That email might say 17 cold calls, three emails. And if that's it, that's all I want the email to say. I don't want to have any kind of you know, commentary on it because I have lots of clients who send me these emails every single day and I'm not going to read the commentary. I just want to know what the numbers are because it's important for you to see, am I really prospecting, right? To keep track of like, actually, how many cold calls did you do? You know, it's amazing how many goose eggs I get from producers. And then that's important because they begin to realize they're actually sending a lot of goose eggs that they just didn't get anything done. In fact, about a week or so ago, one of the agents said, you know, Charles, I hated this thing at first, but it really has shown me that I'm not doing a lot of prospecting, that I really need to kick it up. And I agree. That's why I do that particular activity. It's so that you can actually see what your numbers are. You got to keep track of it. Most producers think they are doing more prospecting than they really are. And I would suspect that that might be you as well. So prospecting is your primary daily function. That is a mindset issue when it comes to millionaire producers. Frankly, it's also what separates the amateurs from the pros. The third thing here is that you are both an advisor and a producer. I sometimes ask, you know, insurance agents what their title is. I like to kind of hear, you know, what they refer to themselves as, what does their agency refer to themselves as, and so forth. A lot of times we're hearing that insurance agents lately are referring to themselves as advisor. That's great. I don't mind that at all. It's good. You have to advise your prospects and your clients about what they have and what they don't have and maybe insurance coverages that you would suggest and so forth. But at the end of the day, you're actually a producer, okay? Client or prospect facing, you're an advisor. That's what you do. But we don't pay anybody for their advice. We pay based upon production. You can advise your prospects all day long, but if you're not actually producing anything, you're going to be poor and you're going to starve. So you get paid as an agency based upon production. So I want you just to understand that you are kind of like a bit of a schizophrenic when it comes to you know, your insurance identity. To your prospects and to your clients, you are an advisor. That's what you need them to really see you as. You need to have that identity. From an agency standpoint, we're not hiring or paying advisors. We're paying producers. And you either produce or you get fired. So it's very important to understand that the agency has you there in order to produce, to sell, to renew, 
to retain that that is the focus. We are presenting ourselves as advisors, and I think that that's important, but let's not kid ourselves. At the end of the day, you're a producer, and that's the mindset that you need to have. The fourth thing here is that we also need to remind ourselves that there's basically three things that your prospects want, and you have to be able to give them them those three things. They want to save money, they want to save time, and they want peace of mind. I literally just got off um, doing my uh, 12x commission mastermind with some of the members. And I think we had about 10 or so members that were on it this time. There's usually about 50 or so who are in the mastermind, and they kind of show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I have the live group coaching calls. Um, I had about how about 10 or so that were on there today, and we were just talking about the difference between features and benefits versus selling on emotion. And I wanted just to remind them, as I'm reminding you now, that we try not to talk too much about the features and benefits of our agency and our insurance products because that's not why people buy. People buy because they're mad. People buy because they're confused. People buy because they aren't thought of much. They're not taken care of. They think they're being taken advantage of. So we want to find out what makes them happy, sad, and mad. We need to be able to really talk about emotion. And whenever you find out something that makes them sad or mad, you need to put your thumb on that and really sort of push on that because only only to your ability to find problems and to be able to present solutions will you have success in what you're doing. Nobody really is buying a lot of product out there just because there are great features and benefits. People buy it because it makes them feel better. Okay, They choose an agent because it makes them feel better. That agent has helped them save money, and so I'm happy about that. That agent has helped them to save time, and so I'm much you know, less stressed out. And that, that insurance agent has given them peace of mind. I feel much better having that agent as my agent. I know that in the event anything ever goes wrong, I'm going to be taken care of. It's not features and benefits. In fact, uh, there's kind of a well-known example of that where Steve Jobs once put out um, an ad in, I don't know if it was like the New York Times or something like that, but some sort of amazing... Uh, very sort of well-read newspaper, and he just listed all these features and benefits. This was before kind of Apple. All these features and benefits, and it you know nobody nobody bought like just nobody bought because of that. It's because people don't buy based upon features and benefits. They buy based upon what can this do for me? How does this fix my problem? How does this make me feel? And so forth. Understand that when it comes to saving money, saving time, and peace of mind, that people will buy or not buy from you based upon your ability to draw out the emotion that they have based because of their insurance program and your ability to prevent solutions to fix their problems. Okay? Very important. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. The fifth thing here when it comes to your millionaire producer mindset is what I call competitive dethronement, okay? Competitive dethronement is war. That 
Right now, unless you're dealing with a brand new business that's never had insurance before, it's likely they already have the insurance policies or the plans that you're trying to get them to buy from you. They already have an insurance agent. There's already an insurance carrier. There's already a plan or a policy in place. And so what you're doing is you are trying to dethrone the incumbent agent. You are in competitive dethronement. You have to be a a competitive person. You have to really do a good job to somehow get that insured to realize that they need to fire Bob, their other agent, in order to hire you. That requires a lot of persuasion. Now, why this is important is that the industry statistic is 92%, that the incumbent agent retains their clients 92% on average. You probably have an even greater percentage of retention for your own book of business. In fact, you probably have years where it's 100%. You just don't lose any clients. You know what? That's why the insurance business is a beautiful business, because you get to retain these clients. You get residual income and renewals. Well, From a prospecting standpoint, that percentage makes it very difficult to win new business. Therefore, competitive dethronement and your ability to persuade your prospects to do business with you is one of the most important things you can do. Remember that when it comes to competitive dethronement, when you are sitting in the insured's office and it's you and the prospect, the most important person in the room isn't even in the room. The most important person is your competing Agent, the one that who's the incumbent agent, who has the insured's ear, their permission. You have to be able to get the insurer to willfully choose to no longer do business with that agent if you expect to be able to sell insurance to anybody. So competitive dethronement is the business you are in. That's the fifth one. The sixth one now comes down to offering quotes versus going for the broker record letter, for example. Okay, I just want to think about it from this perspective. You're not in the business to offer quotes. You're not. Insurance agents don't offer quotes. Even though many times insurance agents just willfully go through the process and offer quotes, doesn't mean you have to offer quotes. In fact, what you need to do is realize that you don't offer quotes, underwriters offer quotes. What we do as insurance agents, as producers, is that we serve happiness and collect signatures. That's what we do. What you do for your prospects is you are to serve happiness and collect signatures. Let me say it again. Serve happiness and collect signatures. Did you hear me? Because I need to say it again. You need to serve happiness and collect signatures. That's what you are doing. Offering quotes is a losing is a losing process. The incumbent agent wins on average 92%, maybe even much higher if you're competing against an agent who just does a pretty good job at retaining his or her clients. So offering quotes is not a very wise move. In fact, as I said, you don't offer quotes. Underwriters offer quotes. As a retail agent, you don't offer quotes. Wholesale agents throw together quotes on your behalf. So as a retail agent, what you do is serve happiness and collect signatures. What you do is uncover pain, problems, that emotion, drive it home, help the insured to realize it, present your solutions. We are a service provider. We're in the service business. We're in competitive dethronement. That's what we do. Offering quotes, that's what amateurs do. That's what amateurs do. What we do, what you do, Permission Nation, is you go for the jugular. You go for the jugular. We don't offer quotes, not until they're a client, by the way, not until they trust us, not until they've given us their permission, and nothing says you have my permission like a signed broker record letter. 
permission is everything. We don't offer quotes to people who don't trust us. When somebody gives us what we want, either the sign broker of record letter or the ability to represent all the carriers we want, we'll go out, go out and get quotes. I mean, we want to be able to represent the insurer to the marketplace in a very, very professional way, but also in a way that puts us in a strong position. I don't have to offer quotes to anybody. I can simply just say, thank you very much. I don't know. I don't have to offer quotes. I've been doing this now 22 years. I know how to get quotes from the underwriters. I don't need any more practice from it. I already know which insurance carriers are writing your business in the state. There's really only seven carriers that are really even competitive right now. I know which seven they are. I even have you know, business with each of them. I know the underwriters, and I know basically what makes them tick. So when I put together a submission, it's not just a matter of me getting quotes from you. I mean, I can get a homeless man you know, off the streets, get him licensed and he can put together quotes for you, but that doesn't mean he's a better agent. I'm the better agent to represent you because I know how to negotiate and get the underwriters to compete on your behalf. So that's why I need to represent you to the marketplace because you are insured a better final product with me at the most competitive price available in the entire marketplace. Sign right here, and I'll give you the services that I just demonstrated we provide to your industry. That's a completely different position than just some sort of generalist insurance agent out there who's like happy just to offer quotes, throw mud against the wall and see what sticks, right? So that sixth one is there's just no reason to offer quotes any longer because you're in the business of serving happiness and collecting signatures. You're not in the business of being an underwriter. Underwriters offer quotes. Underwriters don't provide service. That's why they hire you. Seventh is the final one of the millionaire producer mindset. And it really comes down to the issue of ask for the sale. <clears throat> for those of you who are listening, you can't actually see me right now, but I'm actually, for those who are watching maybe on video or on YouTube, I'm actually pointing to a, a bright light that I have behind me. And it says 12x, hashtag 12x, ask for the sale. Ask for the sale. We always have to be reminded to ask for the sale. This really is one of the main things that separates the pros from the amateurs. The ability to actually ask and tell the insured what we want. We can't be wishy-washy about it. We can't be vague. We can't just be general. We need to be very specific. We need to hold the insured's hand, walk them down the path that we want them to go so that they know exactly what needs to be done in order to move forward. That's why asking for carriers is important. Asking for the broker of record letter is necessary. Asking <coughs> to be able to represent them to the marketplace is important. When you're going over a proposal, don't ask them what they think about it. That's very much of a, a passive way in which they get the insured just to kind of push you off. No, we need to be more proactive and ask for the sale. Once we go through the process, you know, we should have already done the due diligence to, to finding out what we needed to, in order to accomplish to be awarded the business. When we go through the proposal, we can, then can explain to the insured that we have accomplished everything we've asked for. Therefore, here's the piece of paper to sign in order to bind coverage. That is an assumptive ask. That is asking for the sale. It is very much a mindset. But you know what's kind of interesting is that there's just a lot of insurance agents out there who are really great people. They are fun to be around. They're fun to talk to. Um, they're friends, even of mine, but they're just not really good at closing business. You know what? Um, 
you know, coffee is for closers. Remember that movie? You know, uh, what was it called? Glengarry Falls or something like that. Coffee's for closers, right? Always be closing. I just think there's like truth to it, frankly. It's a funny movie. Um, some people might not like it. They say, oh, it's just too salesy. Well, I'll tell you what. The truth of the matter is that, yeah, you always need to be closing. Everything is a close. To be human is to sell. Everything is a strategy. We're always trying to get what we want. Everything. doesn't matter if you're talking about what you're going to have for dinner or trying to get your kid to clean his or her own room. Everything is a sale. And when it comes down to you know, offering an insurance quote to a prospect, we're asking them to fire their agent and do business with us. Asking for the broker of record letter is for them to make a wiser business decision going forward. We have to be pushing the envelope. Many times you'll hear me saying that we have to remember that the insured is like a four-year-old child when it comes to understanding insurance. Therefore, they don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know what's in their best interest. They think just getting quotes from multiple agents is in their best interest, but they don't realize that doing so actually harms them and doesn't help them. They don't realize that underwriters want to receive a submission from from the incumbent agent, the agent that has the insured's ear. They don't necessarily want submissions from agents who are just out there throwing together quotes and don't really have the insured's buy-in. Like We just really need to understand what it means to ask for the sale. And again, I just mentioned underwriters, and it really comes down to that as well. We have to hold the underwriter's hand to lead them down the path we want them to go. Otherwise, they're going to just throw together some kind of a quote that's not really a great quote doesn't give what we want, doesn't have the rates, especially when it comes to surplus lines. I mean, like all bets are off. We need to be able to tell our surplus lines agents and therefore our underwriters what rate we want going forward, okay? What coverages we need to have in the actual quote in order for this thing to be presentable and bindable, right? We need to ask for the business. We need to hold people's hand and take them down the path we want them to go. If you don't have that kind of a mindset, I would venture to guess that you're not very not very successful in sales. I'm not saying be pushy. I don't want you to be pushy. I want you to be clear. You need to be actively clear in what you want. Not pushy, not salesy, but you need to have confidence and believe it. Do you really feel that the insured will be making a bad decision if they choose not to do business with you and just automatically renew with their other agent? If you truly believe that, then you should be pushing, you should be pushing a lot, dramatically, nonstop for competitive dethronement. You need to beg and plead to get your prospect to realize that they would be doing something that is going to hurt or harm their company. Got to have that desire, that confidence, that want to be able to do the right thing. Otherwise, you're going to end up not getting the results that you want. And so when it comes down to this actual mindset, this millionaire producer mindset, these seven things, sales is both a sprint and a marathon. Your comfort zone is the enemy. Number two, prospecting is your primary daily function. Three, you are both an advisor, which is client-facing, but also a producer, which is your true agency identity. The fourth, remember that your prospects want to save money, save time, and peace of mind, and by focusing on the emotion rather than features and benefits. Fifth, competitive dethronement is war. 
The incumbent agent wins on average 92% of the time. You need to be better than that. The sixth one is that offering quotes to non-clients is a waste of time. Underwriters offer quotes. Producers serve happiness and collect signatures. That's what we do. We sell and serve. We don't put together quotes. <clears throat> Finally, that last one. Got to have the guts to ask for what you want. You got to ask for the sale. You have to demand the things that you need. Hold the insured's hand, the underwriter's hand, lead them down the path that you want them to go. It's what separates the pros versus the amateurs. These are just some of the main things that when you start doing them, you're going to end up having tremendous success. And I hope that you can start implementing this these seven things in your own process today, it's going to help you become a millionaire insurance producer as you build your book of business. My name is Charles Specht, and I thank you for listening to the podcast today. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Have a wonderful day.